It's like body temperature. It's like eating a piece of your own body. Man, mission. with the wonderful H.G. Nelson Ewinghouse, his take on Manlyhood. finished a grueling five-day bike ride. I am in fact with Steve and Paul, two of the original Man Mission members, and we're at some tiny little hole-in-the-wall bar in some nondescript part of the city where we are going to eat chicken sashimi. You heard me, raw chicken. Now in Japan, we all know they eat a lot of things raw. They eat raw fish, they eat raw seafood, but raw chicken is taking things to a whole new level. But we are going to be eating raw chicken. A food that in Australia consumed raw, you would assume will more or less give you salmonella. Okay, so the plate of chicken sashimi has just arrived. It's been very, very lightly set on the outside, but is bright pink, raw chicken meat on the inside. Steve, how have you decided to dress our chicken? Well, it's dressed today in negi, which is a sort of an onion, little oniony thing. It's got a, a garnish of, uh, what do you call that, radish? Radish. Regular Western style. It's got a puree of daikon, which is a large Japanese radish. Some sort of horseradish, reminiscent of wasabi, but not wasabi. We've got some chopped up regular onion, very finely chopped, and it's sort of resting on a palate of shiso, which is a, I think in English, a perillia leaf. Right. So that sets the scene. And um, I've been corrected. It may not be um, horseradish. It may be a little grated ginger. A little bit of grated ginger in the corner. Right. And how would you describe the chicken? Chicken's raw. Chicken's it's, raw. It, it's been shown a little bit of flame, just introduced for about a moment. We're about to have a first mouthful as Paul Paulie. decides to go first. Paulie, describe, describe for us. Your first mouthful of chicken sashimi. It tastes pretty plain, actually. It tastes like chicken. <laughs> Steve is now going next. The first one is my right, I'm going in. Going in. I've got a bit of neggy on top. A bit He's of the chopped up spring onion. Heaving it up. I'm going to put a little bit of daikon on top of it just to sort of ease the shock of something familiar. And I'm going to dip it in this dark, viscous sauce that's sitting in the corner here. Alright, here we go. He's about... He's done it. How would you describe your first taste of chicken sashimi? Well, the, it's, it's actually quite good. The outside tastes like regular fried chicken, but the inside it's all about the, it's all about the texture. The texture's weird. It's kind of... 
Right. It's so not now, the sort of thing we get in Western food. So now it's my turn. I'm grabbing a big chunk. It's white on the outside and perfectly pink on the inside. I'm loading it up with a bit of onion and a bit of grated radish and stuff. And I've dipped it in the sauce. And we're ready to go. Mm. Man, Mission the Book. It's a story about four guys who go on an annual adventure together. Is there sex in it? A little bit. Are there drugs in it? A little bit. Not much rock and roll, though. I like to think it's a fairly engaging story where you go on these annual adventures with four guys to exotic locations, Fiji, South Africa, Japan, and the adventures are pretty hardcore, cycling, biking, hiking. But the whole point of these adventures is that you spend 15 years with the four main characters and you travel with them not just around the world but you travel with them through their life as they move from their late 20s into their early 40s and as they experience everything that men experience moving from starting your family, getting a job, building a career, having kids, moving into middle age, getting fat, having parents die, health scares, marriages collapsing, all the stuff that is life for so many average guys nowadays. The book has its own website, manmissionthebook.com. It is available in hardback, so softback, ebook, HG and Nelson, audio aka Greg called Man Mission. No, no, no. I think you've, uh, Rob, you've got it exactly right. Now. That shadowy figure, Greg Pickover, standing behind HG Nelson with his hand out for 10%. Welcome to the Man Mission Podcast. Yes, thanks very much, Rob. I've heard a lot of things about Man Mission Podcast. I'm looking forward to locking horns with you about some of the vexed issues that confront the mission of men on the planet at the moment. How do you think we're going at the moment, men? Well, not bad. Uh, I mean, we're still here. We're still uh, sort of engaging with uh, all the issues. Um, I mean, there is a theory uh, which I've had explained to me that, in fact, men are going to become superfluous in the near future. Uh, Well, look, to be brutally honest, I look forward to downing the burden of being a bloke and forgetting all about it. I'm not at all faced by that. People do seem to be very exercised and alarmed by this prospect that in the future men won't be necessary for procreation and, well, I mean, obviously uh, something else will take its place and I probably won't be around to see it, but I don't think there's anything to be alarmed about in this. Well, they do say at a, at a uh, wedding, you know, when a man is there, the reason why we all wear men, wear sort of the same suit is if for whatever reason there's an issue you just move the next one in perfect i hadn't ever heard of that i tend to be bit down on marriage as an idea so i don't seek them out so i haven't made this observation what? before hg why are you down on marriages well idea? because uh, i think it's complete uh you only have to understand a little bit about the history of marriage uh to understand this it's, it's basically a con uh on behalf of the um let's say the authorities and here i'd range anything from government uh, to church, to uh, individual, you know, enthusiasm on a family basis, to exploit people who are setting off on the journey of their life, and I don't think that's completely old school, and I'm not that interested. HG, growing up, did you have any mentors, male mentors? No, I studiously avoid all male mentors. <laughs> um, you know, certainly HG has had a very checkered. Uh, career and uh, the main issue I would have is don't do if you want some advice is well two bits of advice I'd have is don't do what everybody else does that uh, you'll just end up doing what they've done and you know you won't get anywhere and who wants to do what they did anyway and the other thing is pray for not success early if I can put it that way early success kills enthusiasm and adventurousness. I'm 
I've got my money on late success yeah. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. When you think about your group of mates, have you got any, like, mates that you sort of share stuff with? I mean, well, there's Roy. Roy. We worry about, um, well, you're talking to us on the eve of the uh, Everest, uh, the third running of the Everest at Ramwick. We worry about that. We worry about the role of uh, gambling and racing in society and how we normalise everything through the art of gambling. I mean, I was only thinking this morning that uh, they're worried about fish kills in the Menindee Lakes. Well, the way to normalise it is to open it up for betting. (laughs) When will the next fish kill happen? That's a terrific bet. And the numbers. So you've already got two possibilities. You've got a Quinella there. Let's say it was December the 4th and 4 million fish were killed. Well, what a payout that would be. Well, do do you think there's not enough gambling then? Do you think we should have more? Well, the difficulty is is that we're only limited by our imagination. You know, for many years I've been at state government, especially here in New South Wales, to open up the Archibald for gambling, the prize, and of course I argue vociferously for a standardisation of the entries in terms of size, subject matter and medium. So at the moment we're trying to get people to judge in terms of gambling a canvas that's say two metres by four metres and something that's done on an A sheet, uh, you know, a four sheet of paper. We've got to get rid of all that. It's either all A4 or all two metres by four metres. Now, then we come to the subject matter. Imagine the night when the subject of the next year's Archibald is revealed, say, at the head of Channel 9 News, you know, because they'll be involved through the Macquarie, etc., etc., Fairfax, etc., etc., etc. So now we've got a nice synergy going here, and if all the punting could be on some sort of app that was owned by Channel 9 or 9, then all of a sudden we've got people rushing, people who have never thought about punting before, who have never even thought about what a Quinella is or an each way bet is rushing to get involved in an understanding, you know, could it be Tim Storier again or could it be yes, uh, Catherine Del Barton yet again etc. So you've got an excellent excellent possibility of getting more interest in the Archibald through gambling I also think they're missing a chance on public transport. It'd be nice to have a couple of pokies on a bus We've always thought that uh, I think there's a a new rail line which they're not able to fund at the moment and I've got to say Parramatta's the end and maybe uh, somewhere near Roselle might be the start my my understanding of that if they put a couple of carriages on that that were full of poker machines then this would pay for itself in about well three years is my guess so as people could be somewhere in Roselle having a bet and then think I've got to go to Parramatta I can continue betting on the on the light rail get off at the other end and keep betting in Parramatta. I mean, that's that's the future. Tell me, how do you let off steam? Well, I try not to build up steam in the first place. I know that's tricky, but my uh, my great thing about letting off steam is, is obviously to get away from the coalface, to get uh, into the vast rural and regional areas of Australia and look at sport there. Uh, I mean, I was only in Dubbo uh, last... Oh, sorry, I was in Port Macquarie last weekend for the Cup. Uh, it was a terrific day, not many people about. I got to Poon Carey races too recently where they had the cup. They've got no, not, hardly enough jockeys to run the cup. I mean, it's that bad at the moment. But, you know, you do go out there and you see you see people still putting in. That's the main thing. You see, if I can see people putting in, I'm restored. I mean, that's the great Morrison ethos. You know, you get a go once you've had a go. And uh, I, I think that if I can see people doing that, then I, I feel my confidence and my energy come back. Tell me, when you, you know, your background's in the sporting field, who do you think of as a great man, a great sporting man who's like, not, not just on the field but off the field, a great man? Well, I don't have 
any real heroes as such. I mean, I think uh, Steve Smith's an incredible ambassador for cricket. I mean, look what he did. He cheated to pull focus onto cricket at a time that it was dying. Now kids are all talking about going to the cricket to see the bloke who cheated. I mean, that's, what more do we want? We don't want anything more than that. It's the same with Sam Burgess for the rabbits. Kids are going to see the bloke who pulled hair. Um, you know, this is it's very difficult to see that all these people aren't contributing in the most dramatic and interesting way to Australian society. The great thing about it is, is that you're only beaten by yourself, really, here. Uh, it's a pity this isn't taught in schools, really. We only teach the people who have just had an easy run. I don't mean easy in that sense, but they had a run of success followed by success. It may have been hard to do, and I'm... Remember, of course, I'm not doing it, and there's no way you'd persuade me that going to rugby league training for 10 years of your life was a good idea. I'd be lucky to make one mm. night of it. It's mm. just not for me. I mean, I've got too much ADHD in me to worry about rugby league training. Uh, but to take my hat off and my shorts off to all those people who are able to do that, it's just incredible. It's the same when I see netball players. I think, Lord, what would they have to do to be able to get to the level where they can do that and move the ball along the court that way and shoot for goal. I mean, it's, it's a skill and it obviously and a talent, and I don't have it. And the same when it comes to swimming. Ian Thorpe's got much bigger feet than I have. I think, but then most people. <laughs> most people, that's right. Can you think of a personal challenge that either you or Greg have overcome? Like, any, any, anything like that you've overcome? Personal challenge? Um, I, I mean, I would see, you know, my whole career, HD's whole career, is avoiding challenges. <laughs> that would be the challenge, is to avoid all challenges. Um, I don't do anything which is uh, uh, difficult. I don't seek out degree of difficulty. Never mind how hard it is, it's not a challenge to keep doing what I do. There's no, I can't think of, a, of an issue in my life where I've actually overcome a challenge. I was a hopeless student, that didn't seem to hold me back. I was hopeless at finding jobs. I would only ever work uh, at uh, a job for maybe five weeks at the most throughout my whole career, except when I obviously you know, worked out that being HG was a better thing than being Greg as a way of earning money. Uh, and the challenges that uh, HG and Roy have had have been remarkably few. The main thing is, of course, is that you have to um, develop a an attitude or approach to what you do which is fairly bulletproof mm-hmm. so as even if we weren't doing this for we're working for uh, Macquarie Sports Radio at the moment even if we weren't doing that we'd keep doing it because it's just fun you enjoy it yeah there's no there's no I'm trying to think of what a challenge would be like learning to drive the car that wasn't particularly difficult I was amazed um, how easy that was yet when I was a, a child that seemed to be impossible to drive the car well, I'm still pretty bad at it, and I keep waiting for these driverless cars. I don't have to be. Oh the no, road I, I, I'm I'm exa- I'm entirely with you. I want the driverless car because I can't be blowed driving anymore. I don't want to have to drive anymore. I, I, I'm amazed that it's not here already. Is HG a hugger? Was someone that? Hugs? Oh well, what an interesting question. This is no, no, he's not, and he's studiously um is mindful of the fact that hugging is both invasive of his territory and when he does it to other people evasive of their territory in fact I was shocked the other day when I actually hugged somebody at work was it a mistake <laughs> no that's a really good question I'll have to ask her when I see her next <laughs> no not a hugger at all what about a crier does H- oh, no, fair go. no, he, fair he's, go. no he's, he's a man's man 
No, not a man's man. But the thing about this is that uh, in the circumstances which, in which I grew up, um, this was it wasn't considered bad. It wasn't considered anything. But I quickly worked out that this was not something which advanced the plot much. Okay. I understand the emotional release, but advancing the plot, not sure about it. So, Personally speaking, I mean, lots of people cry and think that's great. Steve Smith probably thinks he did the best thing in the world was crying. I thought he, I thought that was going a bit too far. I thought he had to be more, you know, sporting people like him need to be more sense of the irony of their position. They're paid millions of dollars to do this and they cheat. H.G. Nelson, thank you so much for being part of Man Mission. Pass your best on to uh, Greg. Yes, I will. Thank yes, you. he'll be thrilled to hear about this. Podcast. It's a beauty. So now it's my turn. I'm grabbing a big chunk. It's white on the outside and perfectly pink on the inside. I'm loading it up with a bit of onion and a bit of grated radish and stuff. And I've dipped it in the sauce. And we're ready to go. Mm. It's actually quite a tasty little mouthful. Very tasty. Say hello. 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 That was our sashimi chef. We've now walked into another bar. Strangely enough, it is a bar where we are the only three men. It is a bar entirely populated by women. It's loud, it's bustling, it's packed. And we've ordered a dish at random thinking we were going to get a skewer. And in fact, we have got a skewer of what can only be described as liver sashimi. That is raw liver on a stick with onions. It's been seared on the outside very slightly. Say that again. I think it's been seared on the outside just momentarily. It's still basically bleeding onto the plate. And, uh, and I think here is what we're going to do. We are going to have... We're going to smother it up in your onion just to make sure. And the girls sitting to my immediate left are looking at us like we're slightly weird. Um, come by, here we go. Okay, we're going to, me and Steve are going to eat liver sashimi together. You ready? One. This is going to challenge me. This is a challenge. This is a real man mission. One, two, three. Okay, that has... That's not people cheering us on. That's just the noise that happens when people walk in. It has the texture of day-old snot. Jellyfish? I was going to say snot. But um, it's kind of warm. It's like body temperature. It's like eating a piece of your own body. The only thing I can liken it to is foie gras. It's like it's the same texture as slightly undercooked foie gras. With no flavour. Right. Slightly undercooked foie gras with no flavour. That is the official review of liver sashimi in Osaka.
okay um so it was great good challenge a ton and it was great to have the wonderful hg nelson give his take on the world next challenge a ton's going to get a bit more difficult remember to contact man mission at our facebook page look up man mission podcast and email info at manmissionpodcast.com until next time podcast has been produced by etales.com.au that's www.etales.com.au does your company or organization or even yourself need a podcast contact rob at etales.com.au
man mission. Man, mission.